0: Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience.
1: And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas. Here, welcome to Lighthouse Live, podcasting around the world via the World Wide Web. Of course, our producer co-host Elaine Harlan with us, and uh, Elaine, uh, this afternoon, this evening, we have uh, one, one of our favorite people, yes, Ron McLean uh, from Fresno and Marriage Mentoring Ministries. Uh, what a, what a dynamic uh, ministry down there! Danny Sotelo coming up uh, with him up into the Modesto area here, and uh, we're going to be talking about one of my 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 favorite subjects, Mm -hmm. uh, one of my heartbeats, and that's marriage. Awesome, and just Mm -hmm. some uh, wonderful resources, friends, that we'll be talking about uh, this evening. Before we do that, though, let's check in very quickly with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs.
2: Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate, referencing Hebrews 11, the Jesus Freaks Hall of Fame. There's Abel, who by faith brought a sacrifice to God better than his brother Cain. There's Noah, who by faith built a ship in the middle of dry land. There's Abraham, who moved his family to an unknown place on faith alone. And his wife Sarah, who by faith bore a son. The list goes on and includes Gideon, Rahab, Joseph, and many who were martyred for their faith. These men and women are part of a great cloud of witnesses, inspiring us to fix our eyes on Jesus and finish the race. Hey, do you have the faith to make it into the Jesus Freaks Hall of Fame? For more on The Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com.
1: And back with you live here on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with Elaine Harlan. And uh, Elaine, we were talking uh, about... Uh, the heartbeat of marriage, mm-hmm. you know. I mean that mm-hmm. uh, God's heart has to be broken. I think uh, so often in uh, our society today, and even within the church, mm-hmm. you know, where the stats often uh, mirror, unfortunately, what's happening on the outside. Uh, but just to give a little light to this, uh, a little levity as we start today, great book I picked up a couple of years ago called "The Christ-Centered Marriage" by Neil Anderson, and in there he has a section on the perfect wife and the perfect husband. Uh-oh. Alright, here we, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but here we go on the perfect wife. I don't think my wife Lori's listening to this one, but anyway, here we go. Uh, She's the perfect wife if she's a great cook serves delicious desserts too and can still fit into her wedding dress oh my word <laughs> uh, i can see the cards and letters coming already can you oh right. yes yeah. and they're all going
0: to be addressed to you
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right she's the perfect wife if she's active at church pta hospital auxiliary and has unlimited time for her husband and children Uh, If she cares for everyone who is sick in the family and never gets sick herself, if, if she has a great sense of humor and never has any bad moods, if she admires and praises her husband and never nags him about his faults, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, let's see if she, <laughs> I'm already in a of deep water in deep here. Weeds. Yeah. Okay. If she uh, spends an hour each day in prayer and Bible study, yet never appears more knowledgeable than her husband. <laughs> I love that one. That's a super the, one. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let's go. Any this. on
0: the husband? Yeah, well, there, I, let's,
1: We're going to do equal time <laughs> okay, here in just good. a second. Okay. She's the perfect wife. If she grooms neatly, dresses attractively, smiles genuinely, Exercises regularly, eats modestly, and weighs in ideally. All right, there's the perfect wife. Now,
2: All right.
1: <laughs> now we have equal time. I, a pat over the phones is kind of laughing at that yeah. one, too. So. Time to move on. uh, uh, yeah, time to move on. Here we go. Equal time now. The perfect husband, according to Dr. Neil Anderson. Uh, he's the perfect husband if he makes lots of money and never becomes a workaholic. Hmm. If he fixes everything around the house and never botches the job. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, that one hurts, I don't doesn't it, like guys? I don't, I don't like that one. I don't mean, like that one either. stories Wouldn't there, could It we, must guys? have been his wife that came up with that <laughs> I one. I think so. I think so. <laughs> if he remembers your anniversary, birthday, kids' birthdays, in-laws' birthdays, engagement day, first date day, special just for the two of us days, and every other day. Is that
0: yeah. all? <laughs> <laughs> and his own name, That's yeah. <laughs> girl,
1: that <laughs> helps. Okay. use uh, the perfect husband if. He sends flowers, cards, notes, little gifts, and arranges surprise romantic getaway, getaway alone weekends and never gives you a can opener for your anniversary. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. We cover that in premarital, don't we? Never give an appliance. That's, for that's your, part of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. your anniversary, yeah, something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Not a good idea. Or if you do, you only do it once. <laughs> yeah, well, that's for yeah. sure. We learn from our failures. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> okay. Perfect husband if he brags about your cooking and is always ready to take you out for dinner uh <laughs> wow, what, what a
2: contradiction. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if he sad. if he's capable competent responsible often elevated to positions of leadership and honor and never works more than 40 hours a week yeah right. okay and uh let's see oh here we go i love this one he's a perfect husband if he's kind tender Gentle, open, honest, vulnerable, and never withdraws or gets his feelings hurt. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Who do you uh, okay. That? Uh,
3: <laughs> I think my wife sent you that one.
1: No. Uh, here's, here's the last one on, on the perfect husband. If did we do equal time? I think one more and we're one equal. More. One, one more. One more and we're equal. Okay. okay. If he always cherishes you, showering you with affection and love in all the special ways you dream about, and never, never, ever disappoints. You.
2: Hmm.
1: there you go well and in the, the real world on a, on a, on a one to ten i i rate about
4: two <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we're going to take a quick poll here on lighthouse uh, probably time at this point to uh check in with our friend brad dacus from the uh, pacific justice institute
2: it's time for the legal edge a look at your rights as a christian a parent and a citizen and now with a look at what's happening on the legal front The president of the Pacific Justice Institute,
1: Brad Dacus. When churches minister to the addicted and destitute, their neighbors are often uncomfortable. In fact, often local officials try to zone them out or deny essential permits. Such was the case recently For an Evangelical Church in Northern California. You see, the church needed to remodel in order to expand their ministry to the most needy in their community. But the county finally decided to cooperate after one of our affiliate attorneys made it clear to them that federal law gives churches the right to use their property to fulfill their mission goals. After all, your church's ministries are simply too important. I'm Brad Dacus.
2: To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org.
1: And back with you live here on Lighthouse Live. Again, Pastor Mike Douglas with you along with Elaine Harlan. Just a reminder, friends, if you'd like to check out the Opportunities to Serve, find out what's happening right now with Advancing Vibrant Communities. Our website is open 24-7, updated several times a day at www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's www.vibrantcommunities.org. And Elaine got a couple other opportunities pending right we now.
0: We do, Mike, from the Volunteer Center of the United Way the uh, with many edible things these days They have edible art, and this is going to be on display. Edible art. Can you imagine that?
1: They can draw like a chocolate thing and.
0: And you can eat eat it it. too. How about that? I love that. It's going to be on display at the Central Valley's most anticipated food and beverage show on Thursday, October 5th from 6 to 9 p.m. at Modesto Center Plaza. This fabulous event is going to have the area's best restaurants, caterers, beverage purveyors, dessert makers, growers, and gourmet food manufacturers and live entertainment. Now, volunteers are needed to assist with setup, cleanup, uh, place water on tables, clear tables, and eat all the leftover chocolate arts. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that too. The Center for Human Services provides quality programs focusing on youth, family, and community services in the area of prevention, treatment, parent-family education, and counseling. Now, the March of Dimes is having their big jail and bail fundraising campaign. It takes place tomorrow, actually, Tuesday, September 19th at the Acapulco Mexican restaurant in Modesto, from 8.30 until 4 p.m., the jail and bail is a mock arrest, and uh, they need volunteers still uh, to be van drivers to arrest and transport the jailbirds. Uh, so this might be something that you like to do. I think Ron McLean's going to volunteer for that. I did that
1: once, but they refused to bail me out. <laughs> that was the problem. I wonder
0: they didn't keep you locked yeah. up, but it must, wow. be, must be at least 16 years of age to volunteer as a court staff, and volunteer drivers must be a minimum of 18 years old and have a valid driver's license. And uh, Community Hospice Hope Chest, where volunteers can obtain merchandising skills while they sort... Price cashier uh, at any of the four stores, Modesto Series, Oakdale. Uh, the Community Hospice Hope Chest, staffed by volunteers, is a resale thrift shop to support services to clients and families who are facing life threatening illnesses. And for more on any of these items, you can contact Barbara Borba. She's at 209 524 1307, extension 113. Again, 209 524 1307, extension 113. Or you can always give us a call here here at 2095449571. Well, we were just speaking of life-threatening illnesses. We have some marriage-threatening illnesses and uh um and the counterpart for that, the remedy for all that as well, and I uh, we'll have the answers for that because joining us this week uh, is the highly acclaimed Ron McLean and his <laughs> partner Danny Sotelo joining us on Lighthouse Live. Men, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm Great so to glad, have you glad with that us. you Good made that long drive, and uh, just glad to have you here. Now I know you have some exciting things coming up that you want to tell us about, but you know, looking over your wonderful website and the information that you have, Ron. We have some pretty uh, bleak-looking stats, don't we? Fifty percent of all marriages end up in divorce.
3: Yes, we do, and wow. it's very disturbing to my wife and I, and of course all of us yes. who uh, love Jesus Christ. Uh, in Fresno County, uh, last year alone, there were 4,000 divorces, wow. and uh, I think there were only like 3,200 weddings. And mm. so... That that's just not acceptable, and you know when you when you work with kids and see how it affects them, uh, when when parents divorce, when you see how it affects society, uh, I am just just heartbroken at how it destroys families. And, and so, when we
0: see what's happening in the churches.
3: Oh, oh, you know, in churches, it's almost it's almost worse in in some ways because we don't talk about it much, mm. and uh, I'm really distressed about that too that we don't. Uh, do more proactive type marriage. Why is that programs. wrong?
0: why do you think that is? I
3: think you know, being a pastor myself and having served in a church, I think sometimes uh those kinds of statistics are a little bit scary and we don't know where to start sometimes. I think uh pastors are overwhelmed with their responsibilities today. Um you know a lot of pastors wear twenty to thirty hats and when you throw at him, hey half of your half of your congregation are probably gonna get divorced or are divorced it's uh it's a little overwhelming, I think, for him to think about that.
1: Well, Ron, I think this is the value of the body of Christ working together. You know, here you've founded a, a wonderful ministry, Marriage Mentoring Ministries, and here's a, a resource that that pastor who's wearing, you know, a bazillion different hats mm-hmm. can take advantage of. He or she doesn't have to do it all himself, right?
3: That's exactly right. In fact, uh, for 15 years prior to us starting this ministry two and a half years ago, I was a pastoral counselor and did most of the premarital counseling in Fresno for the larger churches. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, I was, uh, frustrated to say the least because in working with uh, pastors, it was almost like they didn't want to know the results of, of the uh, couples in premarital counseling. Not because they didn't care, but again, because they're just overloaded with stuff. And so I began to do some research and discovered that, uh, you know, th- I thought about this idea. What if, what if we could harness the energy and the talent of couples in our congregations who have been married for quite a while, have been through their own issues, and actually train them to be marriage mentors for other couples. Wouldn't that be incredible? And so that was our vision. That was uh, how we began. And so far, we've uh, trained about 110 couples from 34 different churches. That's awesome. It is absolutely amazing to see (laughs) not just what happens with the couples being mentored, but the couples who are trained. It's almost like going through a mini marriage conference to go through a mentor training.
0: And it's going on all the time? And
3: it's going on all the time. We've got two going on right now. We have another one starting in October, mm. and uh, we're, we're jazzed. We're excited. And, in fact, uh, Danny here is going to be starting this year, uh, taking it into the Hispanic community. Amen. Fres- Fresno County is about 50% Hispanic.
4: So, so there's a large need. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. That, yes, yeah.
0: absolutely. Danny, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Taking the drive up, and I know you guys.
4: You know, as, as, as Ron was thinking, of course, I don't want to be negative. I want to be very positive, but I was pastor for 42 years uh, and then the last 10 years in the um, state work of the denomination. But I wonder if sometimes pastors are also afraid or do not want to go into the marriage situation uh, from the very beginning and maybe sometimes we which is leave it to the counselors, to the McLeans, mm-hmm. uh, or leave it. Maybe, yes, we wear a lot of hats, but I'm just, I'm just wondering if, if we should not really think in terms of uh, uh, the family. Uh, that really is uh, the healthy family is going to make a healthy church mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a healthy society. And so maybe we as pastors need to uh, reevaluate our uh, approach to this matter, this problem that is nationwide, is well. Actually, might be further than that. May go out to Latin America also, where I come from. Mm. But but I think it's, it's it's an area that we need to deal with. Uh, from that perspective, I think the pulpit or the preacher, the pastor, the shepherd needs to look into how can I improve this area as a shepherd. Although I wear a lot of hats, maybe I should have this one as number. Two or three instead of 20.
0: Not treated as though it's someone else's Right. Mm.
4: Because because if I have a healthy self, I may have a healthy family. If I have a healthy family, I may have a healthy church. And if I have a healthy church, I may have a healthy society. And so I think it begins with a family. Mm. Well, I
1: think, too, you're talking about an active partnership Definitely. between the church and the ministries on the outside. That community. Where, and, and, Ron, coming back to what you Excellent. said a minute ago, that communication is really important. And, mm. and, Danny, coming back to what you said, I think, you know, no, no matter how great the effort mm. is... If it's not reinforced from the pulpit, that's right. It ain't going to happen with any kind of fervor. You know, the the passion and the importance. You know, whether we like it or not, good, bad, or indifferent, if if the man or woman in the pulpit emphasizes it and says this is important,
4: then it it carries a lot of weight. And you know, it? this is not politics. I mean, sometimes preachers say, well, that's politics. It's not politics. Mm -hmm. This is really the groundwork. This is the basic of our society. Amen. That's right. And if we do not deal with it, man, we are letting this go to the wrong place.
0: It seems Mm -hmm. to me there has to be an incredible paradigm shift here, don't you think?
3: Absolutely. Something has to change. And we had a breakfast for uh, 83 pastors when we started, Mm -hmm. and I actually challenged them uh, and I've known them for uh, probably about 15 years. And I said, I said, gentlemen, we are not doing the job. And they agreed. They said, mm-hmm. we, we feel like we have not done the job when it comes to marriage preparation. And when it comes to helping couples in crisis, what do you do? A lot of the pastors, uh, refer to outside therapists, which is fine. Uh, but it's almost like a couple in crisis doesn't feel comfortable admitting that they have problems because, right. uh, after all, they're Christians, right? Right. And you're not supposed to have problems. But uh, obviously, uh, that's not true. We do We do struggle as, as other people do.
1: Well, and a lot of that has to do with the church making it very safe to get help. Yes. You know, really. And, yes. and, and, and yeah, every church has a culture. Every church has a has a personality. But I think, you know, something uh, for those of us who have been on staff and those of you who are currently on, on pastoral staffs, it's very important to create that kind of a safety area yes. where people are confident. You know, if I have a problem, it's okay, you know, to go and say, I need some help you know and uh, so there's some work i think that needs to be uh done with that and you know getting back to your uh, ministry here ron so important to leverage the uh, the folks in the pews and like you said, you know, if if a if a mentor couple steps out and goes through the training, their marriage is going to get oh. <laughs> you know enriched, and Absolutely. and as well as the uh, as the couple they're mentoring. And and I think uh, uh, Ron and Danny, uh, great importance has to be put on dealing with the issue at the get-go in the preparation stage. The more can. we do with that, mm-hmm. I mean, we're always going to have problems, but. Won't we have a little bit of alleviation on the other side if we put a lot of emphasis on the front end?
3: Thank you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, it's almost like uh, going down to the river and and trying to unpollute a river right in front of you instead of going upstream Uh, and doing, you know, taking care of the pollution up there. In fact, since you brought that up, uh, premarital counseling is something that we're really heavily into. This next year, we are so excited because we're going to be going into the high schools Amen. Oh, with married, marriage um, education yes, yes. Wow. and relationship skills, teaching kids what to do on a day, how to handle their emotions, Great. How, how to break up with somebody, how to do that and not be afraid, how to say no to physical touch. And, uh, we're, we're really excited about and that. How not so, to marry a jerk. And how so, not to marry a jerk.
2: So yeah. Or jerkette. Or jerkette. <laughs> well, we're
0: in this drive through marital thing, aren't we? Uh, and the churches seem to be pumping out the wedding invitations. I mean,
4: but this but you gotta... know, he, you mentioned something that Paul mentions in, First Corinthians 7 that we don't deal with. I have never, in 42 years, marrying, I don't know how many people, couples, Ever read that scripture, but Paul says that if you don't get married, you're going to have problems. Mm. Yeah. So if you don't want to have problems, don't get married. Yeah. But problems is part of marriage. That's right. It's how to deal with problems that we do not know how.
0: Amen. So we have and, to learn. And that's where
4: Ron and the organization comes in. We know we can tell them how to do it. Uh, we know about problems, don't we, Dan? Oh, yes, <laughs> so we do. been married 54 years. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. 54 with, with years. With my first wife.
3: Congratulations. <laughs>
0: your first and only. That's Amen. wonderful. Amen.
3: I'm going on 37 years. So. <laughs> Amen. Congratulations uh, to, to both of you. Thank
1: you.
0: And what you've learned and what you've experienced, you're passing on to others, and that's that's well, what it's all so. about,
1: Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely, that's what it's about. Well, another dynamic too, and and we'll probably take a some time later on the broadcast because th- uh, this could be a whole broadcast in itself. But the issue of blending families oh.
2: mm. now oh, is my goodness. huge, oh, my and, goodness.
1: and I don't know about you, Ron, but you know, uh, up here where where I was, you know. Uh 10, 15, 20 years ago, resources for remarriages, for blending families, were practically nil. Absolutely. And yet, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, when I was on staff, I guess my last year there, I would say a good uh, 75, 80 percent of the marriages were, you know, blending family type situations. Yes. That's a whole new ballpark, isn't it? What's the Absolutely. complexion
0: of our society? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. In fact,
1: uh, I, I figured, I sat down the other day
3: and figured how many couples I've done premarital counseling with, and I figured it's somewhere between 2,500 and 3,000 couples. Wow. Hmm. And not only premarital, but, but counseling. Step families are the most complex, difficult, challenging uh, situation to deal with. I, I had a couple the other day, and they'd both been married. They're going on their fourth marriage, and I know this isn't typical necessarily, although it's becoming more and more right. common, unfortunately. But their big question is, number one, how do we handle the discipline of the kids? But w- what do we do at Christmas? Yeah. Because there's eight sets of grandparents now. There's you know, it's a gazillion cousins and aunts and uncles, and That's it's like it's, it's just overwhelming. The good news is there is good material out there. Uh, Ron Deal, yeah. uh, we use his material. And, uh, in fact, uh, we're getting ready to translate his book into Spanish so that we can offer that, not only here in the Central Valley, but around the world. And, uh, but yeah, step families. By the year 2010, step families will be the largest representation of families in the United States. Mm. I mean, we've got to do something about that.
1: Well, and, and that affects a lot of it, th- it affects the kids' education. You know, you're trying to do homework. Well, tonight's the switch off night where you got to go, you know, with, mom or dad or the in-laws or the outlaws or you know whatever it might be. And it just puts a, a, a lot of pressure. And so I think in many ways, whether we realize it or not, our whole society is having to change a lot of paradigms and a lot of disciplines mm-hmm. to deal with this issue. I was talking to uh, uh, Dr. Don Partridge uh, uh, a couple of years ago in the Bay Area who, who I think now has been in a blending family for like 20 years or something, did his dissertation on it. And he says, you know, Mike, the blending family is an extreme environment. It's an extreme environment. That's a good and way to put it. There's it just yeah, that's, stuff that's sense. not going to go away. It's always going to be there. But as uh, Ron and Danny have said, you know, it's a matter of learning how to deal with the problems. And I would, you know, if, if we go into the, this type of situation thinking there will be no problems, we're, we're destined to crash and burn, aren't
3: Absolutely. We? And the biggest issue I deal with with stepfamilies is discipline of the children. Mm-hmm. Because if a father comes into a family and becomes the stepdad, he thinks, even biblically, that he should take over and and meet out the discipline. That does not work, as Ron Deal brings out in his book. It takes seven years, on average, to even become acclimated to being a stepfather, Mm -hmm. to be accepted as a stepfather. And so uh, it's always about the kids. And, of course, they feel caught in the middle and, uh, you know... uh, it's just sad to see how kids have to suffer through this sometimes. It takes time, doesn't it, doesn't it, it time? to build it those relationships and, and trust and, yeah. and
0: all of those things. And going back to the statistics again, 65% uh, of all second marriages fail. That's, yes. you know,
3: wow. And, you know, I did a survey in Fresno, and uh, out of all the churches, I could only find one church that had a step family ministry.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm thinking, we've got to change that. That's you know, got to be different.
1: That's the amazing thing. And, and often, you know, the, the problem, is, as you guys probably know, and I'm not being critical, it's just the way it is, oftentimes we in the church are about a decade and a half behind you know, where, where reality is. Mm-hmm. And uh, to not, and the same thing in, in our area many times. Uh, difficult to find a lot of resources for this blending family issue. Uh, and I used to call it a blended family, and someone reminded me if you're blended, you're pureed. So let's. <laughs>
4: <cream. laughs> <laughs> and, and if you out. are a decade and a half behind, just think of the Hispanic community. Oh, yeah. when, we, when we gave the book to one of my friends to translate it, who is a translator, who has been working in the ministry for Hispanics in the country for the last 25, 30 years, he says, this is the only material that I have seen on this, and this is excellent for our people. I mean, we do not have anything. Mm. We have a lot of stuff, some stuff in English. Not not too much, but we have. But nothing in Spanish at all. Mm. And Mm. we have 43 million Hispanics. Yeah. And by the year 2050, we'll have 103 million Hispanics, and in California alone, we have 13 million Hispanics, mm-hmm. and the family is also going further down that we wanted to go.
1: Danny, and that's an interesting point. Brings up a question of different cultural approaches. You know, uh, for for the Anglos, uh, we're going to approach it this way. Are there some things that we have to change in our approaches with the Hispanic culture?
4: Yeah, we have to uh, almost always contextualize the language, Mm. the method. As a matter of fact, last night I was doing a a seminar on love and respect and the stuff that we could use uh, with... uh, uh, Egridge, uh, mm. Emerson. Emerson yes. yeah. great. Uh, or awesome. with, uh, or with Mark, uh, Gunger. It has to be contextualized because some, some of the stuff is too crude, too raw too, for the culture. Mm. Last night, in spite of the fact that I had nothing but young, young families, I could see that I could not use some of the language. And when I did, uh, some people were looking at me like, uh, are you the same pastor we used to have here 10 years ago? 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Why? Because the language is different. The approach is different. So we need to contextualize it and we need to clean it. Mark told me in Phoenix, Danny, take my material, do whatever you want to do with it, but make it work for the Hispanics mm. because he wants to do it. And so, yes, we do need a lot of help.
1: Well, and, and, and this, of course, brings up a whole nother issue, in that, and I'm sure Fresno is the same way. Here in Modesto, we have a bunch of different cultures here. You know, the Hmong, the oh, Vietnamese, yeah. Oh, yeah. the Cambodians, oh, yeah. and mm. the Sikhs. Yes. I mean, we yeah. have, uh, uh, you know, we are truly a melting pot here, and so those approaches really, as you say, need to be contextualized in we different have, ways we to have make have it work. We have
4: 85 different ethnic groups in Fresno yeah. to deal with. Mm. That's a, that's a little people. overwhelming, huh? It is. Very mm-hmm. much.
0: Yeah. And so you see lives change literally before your, your, your yeah, eyes every day, and that's a wonderful thing. Can you have any stories or anything particularly? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, as,
4: some good ones. As, as, as oh, okay. we,
3: <laughs> I really do. As we approach uh, couples to be marriage mentors, mm-hmm. their first reaction is. We, our marriage isn't perfect. <laughs> and I said, Good, then you qualify. <laughs> because, you know, perfect marriages need not apply. And no, so uh I, I think of Jack and Brenda Phenasy, uh from Trinity Presbyterian in Fresno. They, they said, Do you think God could use this? And I said, Oh, man, absolutely. You guys are wonderful, you know. They have mentored seven couples oh. in the last year and a half. Amen. And I've gotten to meet a couple of those couples. They are phenomenal young couples who know how to communicate, know how to resolve conflict, mm. and they are looking forward in their marriage. And in turn, they want to become marriage mentors now to Amen. help others. Amen. That's wonderful. So that's just one story, but there's, hey, the, you know, Ron, yes. that
4: couple, that couple that I did you mention that I used in my seminar that came to the uh, love and respect uh, retreat, that said, um, if what we know now is going to make us even better. Yes, and absolutely. That was, that was fantastic. Yeah, the, this story.
3: The love and respect seminars that we're doing in Fresno and they're just mushrooming all over the county. Uh, I've literally seen three couples who were on the brink with one couple had seen six different psychologists and they went through love and respect and applied the principles and they are doing really well. And I'm not saying they're totally out of the woods, but they're absolutely in love with each other again. And I'll tell you, it's the scripture. You yeah. know, it's Ephesians five thirty three. It's, it's right. absolutely
4: phenomenal.
1: Yeah, isn't
3: what it about, interesting? What
4: about the couple that came for consul, uh, consul, consultation with you about divorce? Gave them the book, and what happened after that?
3: Uh, they didn't get divorced. Yeah, man. <laughs> and yeah. it, it's a
0: healing process, it is, isn't it? it, is, it? It's yeah. an ongoing process. The truth of God. I, I think no matter what language we convey this, and I think. Um, John the Baptist uh, said it very well when he, he said, he must increase, but I, mu- I must decrease. And we realize that our self must change. It's the old, he must increase, but I must decrease. And Mercy Me just nails it here with their songs called So Long Self on Lighthouse Live.
2: Well, if I come across a little bit this time, it's just because I am, things just seem to- Feel a little bit different You understand Believe it or not But life is not a
0: That's Mercy Me from the Coming Up to Breathe CD here on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and our very special guests from Fresno, California, Ron McLean and Danny Satello. What an exciting <laughs> marriage ministry you have. Marriage you. Men- mentors, I'll get it out. We're so glad that you came. I know, Ron, you have a lot of, um, a lot of events coming up that you want to share with the audience
3: today. Yes, we do. Uh, actually, uh, a week from today, uh, on monday the twenty fifth of September, we have what we call a healthy marriage round table and uh we 're being uh blessed to have uh the Marriage Guy, we call him. The He's, Marriage yeah, Guy. Yeah, wow. that's a great title, isn't it? The Marriage it Guy. It is. You know, it's almost like the Terminator, but the Marriage <laughs> Guy. Uh, and enough. he is the Special Assistant for Marriage Education for the Administration for Children and Families, United States Department of Health and Human Services, and that's why they call him simply the Marriage Guy. But Marriage Guy. But he, he, uh, he was assigned by President Bush to basically go throughout America and help communities uh, create coalitions to help promote uh, couples that want to uh, form and sustain healthy marriages. So he's out of Washington. So so yeah. Well, he's coming to Fresno. He's that's where his office is. Mm-hmm. But he'll be in Fresno. We're yes. having a coalition meeting with the mayor, a whole bunch of elected officials, pastors, community leaders, and and uh, we are going to work together as a community coalition to help make sure that uh, couples do get the kind of help that they need. And, and and fathers, too. We have a fatherhood initiative along with this. And so that's going to be happening Monday. And then Tuesday evening, we have our third annual dessert. Mm. Uh, yeah. Michael was at our first one. He yeah, came down. That. And, man, that was such a great encouragement <laughs> to everybody, Mike. That was and, a fun uh, time. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, Bill, Bill Coffin will be speaking at that as well. And uh, we will be giving away a seven-day cruise, too. Wow. That night. So this might, is
0: great incentive. You, you for, guys might want to come yes, down to that. Yes, I tell you. You know? what? That would be... Well, you know, this is exciting. Has this ever been done before, that a, a coalition of this type uh, to get started? Like...
3: Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, you know, when we started two and a half years ago, there were probably two or three cities around the country that we could find that were really nailing it. I mean, really doing a great job. Chattanooga, Tennessee is probably one of the main cities that's, that's doing it. Seattle, Washington uh, is doing a great thing up there. Jeff Kemp and Families Northwest. But you know, in the last two years, this thing has really exploded. And for I a mean,
0: president to get behind it and say, oh hey, yeah, this is I a mean, it's thing. amazing.
3: And, and the state of Florida actually has passed a law about healthy marriages. And if you get divorced in Florida now, you have to go through counseling. You have to go through, uh, instruction on, on how to deal with your kids and all that. And I think it's becoming more and more of a, a social need that we have. And I think, uh, I think politicians are beginning to see that when you have a, have a healthy marriage, it actually helps the whole society, the the uh, tax base. The it lowers poverty. Uh, in fact, Alan Doswald in our area said the leading cause of poverty in Fresno is divorce. Wow. And so, if we mm-hmm. can lower the divorce rate, lower the poverty rate, raise the tax base, that helps the business people and the whole community. In that sense of of the of the deal. So, so we're excited about Bill coming out, and uh, he's a neat guy. He he used to he used to be the. Uh, uh, council to the uh, all the catholic bishops in america for marriage education.
0: Is that right?
3: And uh the catholic church has done a lot of good things in premarital yeah, that's right. stuff and we were are appreciative to them. So mm-hmm. so anyway, he's going to have a lot to add uh, to Fresno and And by the way, not just Fresno, but we, you know, our target area is basically Bakersfield to Modesto. So we, we, even though we haven't come up this way too much yet, we're, we're considering this as a a target area for us. We would welcome you anytime. (laughs) That's,
0: that's terrific. You know, you, you said some very important things there, Ronnie. We make it easy to get in to a marriage and easy to get out of. I think that's wonderful what they're
3: they're doing in Florida. And I wanted to say something uh, about what Danny was saying earlier about divorce and how we just kind of sometimes turn the other head. Mm Uh, we we're, my wife and I were at a wedding over the weekend and we stood there and were witnesses to this couple getting married and we promised that we would watch out for them and, and, and all that. Amen. And here's 500 people in this huge outdoor <clears throat> wedding who say that they're going to stand with this couple. And yet when a couple gets divorced, where are those people? Yeah. And I, and I asked that to myself because, you know, I've been there many, many times. And I think, I think we need to step forward more often. And and lovingly confront couples who say, ah, it's not working. I'm just going to throw this away and try it again, because you know they took those vows and it's a covenant. It is and, a covenant.
4: And maybe maybe Ron, the 500 people that were there, should have followed through, or should follow through, not when divorce comes around, but during the marriage, uh, as mentors or as friends, as as people that are undergirding with prayer and prayer. And, and friendship mm-hmm. to help the people, uh, the couple not. Come to the place of a divorce. Now, if it comes to that that stage, surely everybody will be there. But I, mean, right. I think we need to t- try to prevent it with love and concern and prayer.
3: And that's the nice thing about mentoring is when you begin mentoring a, a premarital couple six months before they get married, you stay with them as a mentoring couple for the first year of their marriage. And you, you're with them once a month after their marriage just to make sure they're, they're doing well and they're on track.
4: As so a matter of fact, he opened me a, a thought here. Uh, th- last week I got a phone call from a couple that is getting married next month that were in my seminar uh, for uh, uh, love and respect. And they said, uh, the gentleman says, the Pastor, uh, my pastor is not going to be around for our wedding. He's leaving. And my uh, my friend, associate pastor that is supposed to be there, he's going to be in Ukraine. And uh, we don't have anybody. And the wedding is already set, the invitation, everything. Would you please marry us? And I said, uh, wow, what an honor. Only one condition. I said, if you allow me to be your mentor after mm. you get married. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm responsible when I sign that paper. I want to be sure that you're going to make it. So every three mm. months, we're going to have a, a lunch, a dinner, coffee, whatever, to see how you're doing. And they said, fantastic. Mm.
0: That's a, an accountability Accountability. Factor, yes. Follow up. Absolutely. Follow
4: up. You know, uh, God
1: is all about community. Mm. And, you know from the very beginning... He created communities. And we've lost, although we got bigger, you know, our our interaction together got smaller you know i i ironically, and it's that uh, community, the body of Christ watching out for itself that that dynamic really has been missing for uh, for a long time, and I think this mentoring idea has has always just been uh a tremendous blessing you know and and that that kind of uh, uh mentoring so important I remember uh, you know Laurie and I had been married i don 't know maybe uh, four years 3 4 or 5 years maybe uh we had transferred up to Sacramento and a part of I came from a non-denominational church down south. We got to Sacramento. I don't know. We were North American Baptist for a year. Then we were, uh, <laughs> something Baptist for a year. Then Presbyterian for a year. I don't know. Oh, anyway, true. we were at a Presbyterian church and they had a wonderful, uh, dynamic, uh, that, uh, you, you had these ships and I forget what the thing is called, but, uh, you have ships and it's kind of like peer groups. And, uh, one of the neat things was that there was an older couple and they were in their, their seventies, I guess, at the time Laurie and I were in. In our uh, mid, to, mid to late thirties, and it was just really neat to have them call up and say, "Hey, would you like to go out for dinner?" And it wasn't any—it wasn't interrogation. It was just, "Hey, we're we're going to be your mentors," you know. And to have that kind of dynamic That's in cool. today's culture yes. is is priceless. And I, I think Ron probably the yeah. the challenge here is the lack of mentors, right?
3: Absolutely. In fact, the young couples, uh, when you introduce the idea to them. Would you like to have an older mentor couple? They jump at it. They go, "Yeah, that's fantastic." But to get the mentors is a little bit more difficult. I think I think because some of us look at ourselves and we know ourselves, of course, real well, and the struggles we've had in our own marriage, and we think, "Well, I can't mentor anybody because uh, you know I yelled at my wife last week, or I you know whatever." And this morning. This morning. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but since you did, uh, yeah. yeah. The phone lines are already ringing. We're, we're, we're going we're to go, go to counseling and, on the way home for Danny. And, and, and caller ID says it's from accountability, right, Danny? I yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> love it. But, uh, well, it's that healthy versus the perfect, and yeah. none of us are that.
3: We, and what we say is relatively healthy yeah. because, you know, it, it is relative because everybody goes through times in their marriage where maybe it's not as good as it, as it was or will be or whatever, but... But relatively healthy, can, can communicate with one another, and have respect for one another in their marriage. And, you know, that's a lot of couples in our, in our pews out there who qualify for that. And a lot of these couples aren't serving any other places. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just an untapped resource that we have
4: in the local church. Allow me, please. We just stopped to eat a little while ago at a Mexican restaurant. And the guy says, uh, credit or... ATM. I said, so that you do not ask me for ID, let's make it ATM. Uh, I, he says, all right. So I punched the numbers and one would not punch three times and would not punch. He says, that's just like women. They need to be punched harder.
0: Oh my goodness. What
4: an opportunity. I started talking about love and respect, Mm. marriage and the principles of the Bible. So even when you have a chance to go and pay for your meal, you can punch somebody with love and respect. <laughs> you know, and, and one of the neat things I love oh, about yes. Emerson
1: Egerich okay, yes. in this love and respect, I, and he's mentioned it a lot, I think, in different venues, is we step on each other's air hose. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, 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 in, the... in life, we're going to do yes. it. And his uh, idea of that, that circle, uh, that feeding, uh, nice. you know, the, the man being fed with that respect yeah. and, and the wife being sp- fed with that uh, love is, is just right on the money. And so many great reasons resources out there, Ron. And I would imagine one of the things that you're able to do is to be a kind of like a one-stop shopping area where people can get different kinds of resources.
3: Yeah. And we, our website is designed to be that. in fact, if you go to our website, which is growyourmarriage.com, you will find all kinds of different categories where you can like premarital, marriage, uh, separated, divorce, whatever. You can click onto one of those links and it will take you to some areas for help um, and we're get, getting ready to revamp our website, so it's even going to be more user friendly. We're going to have some marriage games on there that uh, you How can play, fun. and we're going to have a high school yeah. section where high school kids can come on and play relationship games. Awesome! It is and a actually, fantastic. Actually, win things, you know, because they're, they're competitive. So, but yeah, Mike, we we want to be that one stop place for uh, not only Fresno County, but we get we get emails from all of the United States, you know, uh, so. We, we are so jazzed, I can hardly sit in this chair. So. Oh, that, that's, good. that's good. Good things are happening. We just good hope things the are Lord happening.
0: continues to bless you. We're with Ron McLean and Danny Saletto with the Marriage Mentoring Miners, Ministries, and we'll have more right after this.
1: Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet... Thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22 39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing vibrant communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs.
3: The very first story that Mike told about ABC involved serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community and in that moment God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen and as I saw the setup of the database I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation it
2: helps us be more effective
1: this organization comes along and says I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs and then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department.
0: Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others.
1: AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know,
0: some of us can do- donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both.
2: It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life.
1: we ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves.
2: Thank you.
0: And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike Douglas, Elaine Harlan, and the Marriage Mentoring Ministries with Ron McLean and Danny Sotello. You know, during the break, we were talking with Danny, and I have to think that changing or, or the paradigm shift or turning the aircraft around, as sometimes we say in our thinking, uh, you know, in the church and the faith-based community, it's almost like stopping the abuse. The abuse stops here, and we have to change our way of thinking, don't we, Danny?
4: Yeah, and the only way to change our way of thinking is to have a new life. Mm. And to have a new life, you must be in Christ to be a new creation. And then even when you are a new creation, you need to develop into that that uh, life, you need to grow into that life, you need to be discipled into that life, you need to be a Christ-like. As a matter of fact, you need to have the mind of Christ. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And, 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 and that's the only way we're going to turn the society around. It's not going to be the jail, it's not going to be the reformation programs, it's going to be only the Christian gospel, because uh, it is the power of God unto salvation, and therefore churches throughout the world need to begin to understand that unless we begin with the father and mother, or the child, if you please, uh, and this is why I'm so excited about us going into the high schools, mm-hmm. yes. uh, because if we could mentor oh, yes. young people before they get married, this will begin to get the right direction.
0: And those healthy families will start right healthy away. Healthy family. That is, that, yeah. is, that is terrific. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, when we think about all of the people... I think about the people that come into your offices and uh, into your churches, into your ministry, and the things that they must come in with, the problems that you see and and the, and the way that you see their lives turned around. They may come in with some of these abuse issues, alcoholism, a drug addiction, um, adultery issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the whole gamut of all of these things that need to be healed, that mm-hmm. need to be restored. And yet you see these lives changed. How exciting is that?
3: It's very exciting. I uh, had a couple come in the other day, and uh, he had committed adultery four times, and his mm-hmm. wife was just, I mean, she, she said, this is it. I mean, if this doesn't work, I'm out of here. And in talking with them, uh, they, even though they professed to be Christians, they, they their understanding, I think, was limited as far as what the true gospel was, and and I was able to share with them that Christianity isn't doing your best for God. It's allowing Christ to do his best in and through you. And it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And uh, they left having hope. They came back uh, a couple days later. Then we had them do some communication training, skills based, and. Uh, they, they were just in tears. They said, "We've wow. never been taught how to communicate," yes. and it's like, wh- what, "Where are we going wrong that we're not teaching our young couples how to communicate?" That's
0: the key, isn't
3: it? Yeah, and then I think back in my own life. Well, nobody taught me either. I guess when I was married. <laughs> so, no, but not, uh, yeah, we're not but, born knowing this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, and I have to say, you know, the, the government uh, is very invested in healthy marriages because they know that if if we don't start doing something different with families our our culture is going to continue to, to dwindle and right. just go downhill. Amen. So it's got to start with a man and a woman who love each other and who model that that marriage in front of their kids so their kids can see what a marriage should be and go on to have that kind of marriage themselves.
1: You know, this whole issue of godly communication, if your communication is going well... You know all the rest of the stuff that comes out of that—your finances, and you know disciplining the kids, and all these other things tend to uh, be a little bit easier to work out. Well, boy, when when your communication is tweaked, awfully hard to get the rest of your life into order, isn't it?
3: You know, communication and conflict resolution are the two most important aspects. I think we we give people a, a thing called uh, prepare uh another one is called focus and and a couple will take the survey and i always look the first two categories communication and conflict resolution because if you can't do that it doesn't really matter what the other issues are well, that's like can't communicate yes, you know absolutely. and uh because there's only really two problems in marriage, men and women. Uh, then, <laughs> that's you know, good. I like uh, that. But yeah, if you can get a couple to communicate, and a lot of times they have not seen it modeled. Yes. And yes. so you have to teach them the skills, and so that's, that's right. what we're about—a skills-based marriage education.
1: Well, and, and Danny, I think you mentioned something just a few moments ago. Uh, all the techniques in the world, if Christ isn't in it, it's
4: aren't just like be. like run quoted Colossians. Mm-hmm. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Amen. And if we could communicate with Him, and He communicates with us because He's in us, then we could communicate with each other. The problem is that we have taken the, the great commandment, but we have not really followed through. Mm. Love your neighbor as yourself. And who's my neighbor? My neighbor is my wife. Mm. She's the closest to me. That's right. It's not my neighbor on the other street. It's not my neighbor in the other house. It's my closest Body, person. And so if we begin there, then we, be, we could then extend to the children and to the community and to the schools and to the rest of the world. It just flows out from yeah. there, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. It, is, it is Christ that is working our life or his life through us because he lives in us.
0: And we have mm-hmm. that new life. Of course our we Our old self has died, yeah, just like the song right. that we yeah. listen to today. The
4: Apostle Paul would say, uh, I no longer live, but Christ yes, lives isn't. in me. And because of that, his life is the one that reflects his character in me. Amen.
1: Well, Ron and Danny, we've we've barely scratched the surface today, you know. But I would imagine some people are saying, "Wow, you know, I'd like to take advantage of that." Once again, uh, tell us how folks can get a hold of you down in uh, Fresno at Marriage Mentoring Ministries. Let
3: me give our phone number if I could. It's five 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 nine four three one. Six 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 four and our website again is www.growyourmarriage.com and my email is ron at growyourmarriage.com. Pretty simple to remember.
0: Ron, what about financial support? I would imagine that you guys would welcome yeah, Canadians.
3: yeah. We don't uh, make a real big deal out of that. Although, obviously, you know, you have to have support to live on. We know but, that uh, <laughs> God has been faithful. uh We have churches supporting us and individuals. Our annual dessert is a real big f- uh, fundraiser for us coming up, and uh, we have applied for a couple of uh grants as well. And we'll see. We'll hear by the end of this month whether we get those or not. But. Uh, yeah, we we welcome uh, support and prayer support and also volunteers.
0: And they can mail those those uh, contributions to you. Yes.
3: At uh-huh. P. O. Box three five seven one, Pinedale, California nine three six five zero.
4: All right, Danny, you wanted to say. If you want to get hold of me in Spanish, any Spanish speaking people in Mexico, Latin America, wherever, get hold of me at five five nine seven seven nine eight nine four six, and we'll talk in the language of heaven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like Mexican
3: food it was the
1: the food of heaven. Yes. <laughs> One more time. Otra vez. Otra vez. Ah.
4: 559 five, 779 8946. And I'll be delighted to talk with anybody around the globe. Muchas
0: gracias.
4: Es un placer.
0: God bless you both. Thank, Thank you, you. so much for having us. Ron McLean and Danny Soleto with Marriage Mentoring Ministries. Thank you, dear home, for listening or wherever you are. And join us again next time. Until then, may God continue to bless
2: you.